Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone. It seems um, I was disconnected and now I hope hopefully I'm back again. So I hope you can hear me. This is Our Wondrous World with Helena Steiner Hornstein. And this world is so full of wonders. It is unbelievable. Just such a thing now I don't even know if you can hear me because I was disconnected right at the beginning, and I called back, and I had no response from Blog Talk Radio. So maybe I'm talking into thin air, but I'm going to talk anyway. So I know at the end of this show, whatever happens here, there is going to be a healing meditation. So again, this is our wondrous world, this world so full of wonders with Helena. Hornstein, and I'm talking to you from beautiful Florida, as usual this year. Oh yeah, this is such an amazing time. This is such an amazing world and such amazing people. (laughs) Here in this wonderful country, United States, and I mean that, we have lived in an up and down situation for years, well, the last four or five years. And we have seen differences in opinion, and we've seen separations among among friends, and we have seen various kinds of statements and even lies, and etc., etc., etc. And what a pity. And there was someone who said, well, you should mention, mention this on the air, because I know you have reacted a lot to that. And that is, you know... We have seen a lot of changes during the last four years. I have seen a lot of changes in my private life, just little ones. Well, one, I think, is a big one, and that is with my little corporation that I use for my books and my CDs and my lectures and shows like this. I'm paying more taxes with the new tax laws. I'm actually paying thousands of dollars more for my corporate little, you know, for my little corporate thing than I did before. Thousands of dollars more now than I did before. And, of course, I react to that. And how can that be? I don't know. Maybe it's so we can finance or, you know, to recoup what the big corporations don't have to pay. So maybe that's why we smaller corporations have to pay more. Oh, that's a pity. And one more thing I really would like to mention. With the new changes in the postal system, my post deliveries, my mail deliveries, used to come at 2 o'clock before. Now it's irregular. Maybe it comes like at 5.15 in the afternoon, maybe around 6 o'clock, maybe 7. My God, even up to 8 o'clock. And, of course, by this time, it's dark. And I have to stretch in my hand into this dark mailbox, hoping there's no rat or snake in there, and pick up my mail. Because there is, of course, no in, inside lighting for this mailbox. Who has that, by the way? 
So those are just little things that I just want to say. But otherwise, I think this is a wonderful country in so many ways. And I see so much goodness out there. And there are so many unselfish people who are out to help others. I see it now because some people really suffer. You know, they don't have food for the day. And these are educated people who used to have good jobs. And now they don't have food for the day. And how all the other people who have more are out there to help. I think this is so fantastic. And just now, one person comes to mind. She's a client of mine. She lives, she's a beautiful lady. She lives on the west coast of this country. And when she sees other people who have problems, physical or whatever the problems are, she suggests to them they should come to me for a healing session. And she pays in advance for these people. I think this is really something we should make a note of because there are so many people out there who really want to help others. And today the subject is how to make a difference in your life. And I think this does make a difference in your life when you have the opportunity to to help someone else, like this client of mine. She does have the opportunity. She has the means to do that. And she does. And I see that all over. And this is what makes America so so wonderful. It's not that I'm knocking anyone else's country because I just looked at the map. I have listeners, you know, South America, in Canada, of course, North of America. I have, well, most people come from this country. And I have people in, in Africa, in Australia, over in Asia, in Russia, you know, all over Europe, even in the couple of Arab countries. And I'm so pleased that you are tuning in to this little time of, you know, positive. Even if I said those things before, but, you know, those are observations that I have noticed as change in my life, you know. And, of course, there are many more out there. But I just wanted to make a little point because there are so many who say, oh, everything was so much better and wonderful now. And that, no, it depends who you are. So... But who are you? You are the one who is making a difference in your life. It doesn't matter who is in charge of our country. You are in charge of your life. You can remember that. And we have, it's so easy for us to get stuck into stupid habits of staying where we just happen to stay because of, you know, everyone else does. Everyone around you is staying in a particular place and you kind of like to stay around them. And you can move on. And are you willing to move on? How appreciative are you of your own abilities? How much do other people mean to your life? Do they help you? If they're useful and helpful and loving to you, of course, that's fantastic. But if if you happen to be in a place 
while you are not happy, making a few changes. And that is what we're going to talk about today. So we have a few ways to make a difference in our life. And I've been in that spot many times, and I'm sure most of you have been in that spot many, many times. And sometimes it seems you're running out of ideas. And I talk to people all the time who say, well, I tried everything. I did this, I did that, and so on. So it is endless. And when I start to make a list here, what seven things, I just wrote down what came to mind, you know, very quickly. But there's so many more. I felt I could write down more and more and more what you can make, where you can make a change in your life because it's up to me what's going to be in my life. And I've said that God knows how many times. You can you can say that again and again, and I mention that to you sometimes. And I used to be, you know, when I was a student, and I studied in one country, and then I switched to another country and so on, because I liked the subject more or less at another university than where I was or the professors, or whatever. And for a little while, the first couple of years, I made it like a habit. Oh, I don't like it here. I would just switch the country. (laughs) Well, you can do that when you go to school in Europe, because you don't have those incredible prices to go to school here. I talk about college, university, and so on. It's more or less for free, but you still have to pay for your day, and you have to spend time on lots of other things, and your books, certain books, and paper, pencil, and everything else. So it's not totally for free, but it is in comparison to this country. So I felt, oh, I can switch country, but of course, you have to have the other things going along with you, like you have to have the grades, and you have to have the language, because each country speaks a different country. And that's something you have to think about. So I don't think it's it's a good idea to start to switch countries if you get bored with one country. Many, some people can do that. And I heard people say, oh, I'm going to leave this country now. And no, that's not what I'm saying. You can make the best out of your life, wherever you are. And I want to tell you a little story about about Bill and Bob. <laughs> Bob Shoemaker. This is not his real name. I never give the real names to, in my talks. But anyway, Boo Shoe, Bob Shoemaker lived in a in an apartment in a condo in New York. And one day, when he was down in the lobby picking up his mail, he met a new neighbor, and they started to get into a conversation. He knew. This neighbor had just moved in, and they introduced each other, and the new neighbor's name was Bill. And uh, then uh, Bill asked Bob how he liked the other people in the building. He should know because they had lived there for a long time. And Bob didn't answer right away. So instead he asked Bill, the new tenant, the new uh, owner, uh, 
a question. And he said to Bill, Bill, you said you lived in Chicago before. How did you like the people there in your building? And Bill started to raise his arms and raise his voice, and he said, oh, they're all terrible people. No smiles. I made no friends. They were just that and this and that, and they were this and that. And he kept on complaining about those people. And this is what I see everywhere. People are not good, you know. And now I'm here, so, of course, people, I hope they're much better here. And Bob, in his old-fashioned, infinite wisdom, he just kind of looked at Bill and said, Oh, no, they're just the same here, like they are everywhere. And then he said goodbye and said, See you, see you around, and waved and said goodbye. And what was it? Bob was trying to tell Bill, well, you have the wrong attitude. You know, you just kind of burst out accusing all those people where you lived before being this and that and the other. Maybe, maybe, you know, it has something to do with you. And that is one of the things I would like to say from the start. What kind of attitude do you have? Do you know how to make your attitude very positive to have to make a good difference in your life? So number one, make sure your attitude is positive. And what does that mean to be positive? It means trying to see the good a little bit more than you see the bad. Well, it's perfectly okay to say, you know, oh, yeah, no, post office not delivering the way it used to. It's a good observation. I liked it better before. (laughs) But, you know, once you start to get into the emotions against the positive feelings in you and you start to go into the negative emotions, that is not good for you. So, If you want to make a very good and important difference in your life, number one, get rid of negative feelings, negative emotions. Start to be positive. Oh, yes, I have no money now, but oh, no, it's going to get better. I know it's going to get better. Oh, it's snowing today, but I know it's going to be nice tomorrow, you know. I just take some precautions just in case it would snow tomorrow too. And go on like this. There is no perfect situation about anything ever. And my mother told me early on in life, you know, there's always a snake in paradise. Just know that's normal. Just don't kind of let it overpower you. And that is the way I'd like you to start this session with me today. Be positive about everything. And you know, when I couldn't kind of log in in good time for my show, and I was kind of a little upset about that, so maybe you had to wait for a couple of minutes before your show got kicking in, you know, kicked in. But, you know, I kept on dialing, and eventually I got through it was very, very irritating when it said, your number is, is wrong, you know, and I kept on believing.
feeling I did dial the right number. And here, one time after the other, it just told me I had dialed the wrong number. So maybe it was some kind of technical error on the way. Not necessarily me dialing wrong, but, you know, things happen. Now, what can we do more to make a change in your life? Something I have suggested to people a lot is, oh, well, I changed country many times when I wanted a change in my country, in my life. And I just went to a new place with new people and new language. But you don't have to do that. That's really complicated. You must be in a big mess if you have, want to do that. And as it's one easy thing when you're a student, you can just go from one school to the other that happens to be in a different country and you speak the language and you, you have the grace to do so. But otherwise, don't make too many complications in your life. You can redecorate your life. You can redecorate your house. You know, to come back home to a nice home to have a nice and quiet and solid home that you love. It doesn't have to be a palace, but it should be, you know, a nice place to come back to, and you can make it that way. I say many times, change the coloring on your walls. If you have just those drab white or beige or grayish walls, you know, bring some color into your life. I remember uh, I had a girlfriend. Uh, well, like, you know, you have girlfriends and boyfriends. I had a good friend in England. And she invent- invited me home to her family home one weekend. And that was the nicest house. She had three sisters. There were four girls in their 20s, and I was in my 20s also at that time. And this big house that was like, you know, a really country mansion, they had all the antique furniture. They had all the antique, beautiful framed antique paintings, you know, gold frames, and was all very kind of formal-looking. But those girls were modernizing the house. They had had all those big, beautiful rooms painted in very strong, happy colors. There was strong, strong yellow and strong, strong orange and strong, strong red in the dining room. And you know, with that furniture and with those framed pictures, it looked fantastic. And you were happy all the time. And I remember the father said, oh, I love the girls for what they did to a house. It's so happy now, you know. And uh, one room, and that was, you know, kind of reception room, it was all purple. Can you believe it? The walls were purple in a beautiful, classy purple. And in all the rooms were those colors they had the white trim, the mold, you know, molding and the trim, you know, and the doors. All was in contrasting white. It looked so fantastic. And I thought if I would have a house big enough where I can make 
one of the reception rooms in purple and white, I would do that. And I remember I was once invited to a house in London. It was an American movie star, actually. He had a home and whatever in America and also this house in London. And his living room, the you know, the drawing room where he received all the people, was purple the same way, the same beautiful, distinguished purple with a white trim. It was so, well, it was uplifting, it was spiritual, actually. It was beautiful, but also it made you feel not sedated but calm. And colors do matter. You have red in the dining room. People are happy and they eat and they drink and they have a good time. If you have like a sedated green in a dining room, people will eat less and they will have, you know, less of a good conversation because they feel comfortable, but they will not have that initiative in them to to connect with, you know, intellectually, with your brain, with imagination the same way. So if you can start to redo your home, if you couldn't do that too much, uh, it will bring in colors. I saw one person, a friend of mine, she had bought big yellow pillows, and she had those pillows in her sofa and in chairs, and the contrast was so beautiful with the furniture that it really gave a lift to the room. So just the outside of you, when you can make the outside of you so receptive, you will feel very good. And there was a doctor, a surgeon, a very high class, a very talented surgeon in Miami. His office was full of color, the walls and the furniture, but best of all, he had those flower arrangements, and he had a fountain with water that was moving, you know, all the time. And with all those plants and with fake and real flowers, it was just people who came to him. They came to him because they were worried. They had problems. He was a surgeon. He operated away cancers and people. But here they came to his office, and they felt, He was also actually a Buddhist, and he was also medical intuitive, which I knew, but other people didn't know. So he had a different way to performing his medical field, so different from other doctors. And it worked very, very well for him and his clients. And he put them into that mood of safety, of calm of no, all is well. And you can do that starting in your own home. Now, this also goes for yourself, and that should be point three. Yes, change how you live, but change also how you look, unless you look very pleased with your, you're very pleased with your looks. You can still add something to your look. I had a client in Florida, in Boca Raton, or Palm Beach, I don't quite remember, but I remember her. And she had her hair up in a knot, 
you know, on top of her head. She had a beautiful figure and a beautiful face. And she said, I go out all the time, and no one comes up to me. I see all those gorgeous men, and they stay away from me. And I said one rule I remember from high school. When you have your hair, have your hair up and tied together, no one would dance with you at the party or at the school dance. Boys didn't come up to you. And we knew that. And I told her that. And she said, oh, I didn't even think about that. And I said, it was just like in movies, you know. I said, take, take your hair down. Just let it down. And she pulled down her hair. It was the most gorgeous hair you can imagine. Some kind of golden red, I cannot quite describe. It was absolutely beautiful. And I said, God, have you missed out on a lot? Keep your hair like this down. She actually went to a bar the same evening. She called me up the next day. And she said, it worked. You know, everyone came up to me and everyone said, I love your hair. And I got a date for tonight. And I, you know, I just feel I'm on the road to something new. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But you think, the thing was, she had this all along. And maybe this is the same for you. Maybe you have beautiful hair and you put it away like in a ponytail or or up in a chignon, you know, up in a in a knot. So begin to use that acid. All men love hair, long hair, if 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 you have it, or hair on the whole, you know. So just use your hair as the acid. If it's long, let it flow, because it shows. And now walk straight. That's part of you know how you conduct yourself, you know, hair down and straight walk. And then, of course, if you're going to fix up yourself, look at your diet. Oh, someone said, oh, no, I tried everything. I'm still too big. I said, okay, maybe that's the way you were meant to be. Still, let your hair down. Get some nice clothes and smile. No one goes to someone who looks angry. I know lots of heavyset girls who have wonderful social lives and are dating. Some men simply like that softer look. So appreciate who you are in every way. And um, said this before, you know, again, the colors matter. I know one woman said, I only wear black and beige and white. But she looks good in all this because she has that kind of tanned skin and she's blonde, so she looks standing in that. But not, you know, black and beige will not look good, and not even white will look good on everyone. You might look like faded out. So use colors. I know when I wear yellow, and I love yellow, it's just so hard to get clothes that kind of fit me in yellow. But when I happen to wear yellow, Everyone says, and of course, men more than women, they say, oh, I love you in yellow, or you look so good in yellow. But people get happy when they see yellow. 
have yellow, wear yellow shirt, yellow blouse, you know, yellow something close to your upper body is better, where people look at you and they see the yellow with you. And just match your makeup somehow with that as well. And sometimes some colors are too powerful for your regular face color. You might have to kind of do something about the makeup. You know, if you're a woman, wear lipstick and make your eyes stand out a little bit more and so on. And I had a good friend who said, what do you mean? I have enough color. Well, he happened to be black. So I said, so what? Use it. See whatever looks good on you. So there's no excuse for anyone about, you know, coloring, what to wear, what colors. And some colors are happier. I know blonde women who wear red. God, you know, they knock out everyone with that combination. And if you have blue eyes, wear blue. And some people look really good in brown. Some people look really bad in brown. So watch your coloring. But that is a very good change for you to just start to think about your looks. And now one thing about life also, that's number four. Be curious. Be curious about, you know, other people. Ask them questions. And sometimes, you know, we forget to ask questions about other people. Who are they? What do they do? What about, you know, what they like doing? Where do they live? Where do they come from? I only have to open my mouth. And then someone asks me, oh, where do you come from? You're not from here. Well, that's, you know, it's a tiebreaker. It it works. It's my prop. (laughs) So I have to start talking wherever I am if I want someone to get more, to be more interested in me. I open my mouth. I say something. So be curious. And be curious about life. Life has so much to offer. Life is wonderful. And you begin now to relax and to relax. Know that within you there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that place within you is your inner light. Let that light shine within you. And be curious. Look forward. Look forward to everything that is ahead of you. And I can see someone say, oh, no, I have nothing to look forward to. Life is so boring. Oh, I have no money. Oh, I have no friends. Oh, no. Change that. Be curious. But to be curious, you have to change your attitude. And maybe you have to change your clothing and your hairdo. It's all here on my list. Listen to what is good for you. So um, start to be more grateful. That's number five. Start to be more grateful for everything that you have. Even if you see the same people every day, be nice to them and be grateful that you have these people at all. 
And then you, I can hear someone say, oh, no, I have see those people at my work every day. I can't stand them. But start to like yourself and be grateful for you and be grateful that you can change. And, again, be curious what might be out there for your future. You have the ability to change. You don't have to change, you know, your country and your resident. You can just change your job. You can do that. It might be harder, but, you know, do it. Another thing is, number six, don't compare yourself with others who may have more or you believe are happier, have more happiness in your life. We believe that everyone else is happier than we are. We believe everyone else is, is, has more than we have. And that's not the case. And I got such an example of that when I had, uh, when my daughter was little, and she had been with a friend, and they brought her back home. And this little girlfriend of hers uh, had the parents take her and home to us. And I saw those parents in the front seat, and they were smiling and waving, and they looked, you know, so smiling and happy doing that. And I thought, why don't I have that, you know? Yes, I had my husband, but, you know, we seldom dropped off, or we never dropped off our child at her friend's place, you know, together. It was always me or him doing that. We took, you know, one of us would drive the child back home. But here I saw both those, and I thought, oh, well, why don't I have that? And I felt a little bit of little bit of envy that moment. And the next day, that mother called me back and thanking me, you know, for this and that and so on. And I said, oh, I saw you both. You were looking so happy together, waving at me, and you were all smiles. And she said, oh, God, no, we are divorcing. We have we went to the attorney today, we went to the attorney last week, you know, we are already right in the middle of a divorce. We smiled because, you know, we just put on a face. <laughs> you have no idea. That really hit me big time because that thought had gone through me, why are they so happy, you know? And I have don't have that. But no, it actually proved to be I was happier than they were and I had more than they had. So don't compare yourself all the time with other people without knowing too much about the situation and the condition. Start to be more grateful and to be more curious. And now number seven. Well, I could go on eight and nine and so on too, but let's say now get one more thing on your list. Educate, educate yourself about yours, everything. Educate yourself and get new friends also. It's great to have friends. I think this is something so valuable. And I don't know how life would have been without good friends on the way. And good friends friends are those who inspire you, who lift you up, who say the right positive things at the right time. 
those friends are very, very valuable in your life. And that will make a difference in your life to have good friends. I know those times when I've been widowed and down and how I had friends who came from everywhere and lifted me up and said the nicest things. And when I was widowed the first time, and I was really, I didn't understand how that could happen. I was angry with the world, with with God, and I was just upset, and, you know, I was as low as I could be. And there was this 80-year-old German prince who suddenly appeared in my life. I just met him, you know, with other people, and he he just took on to me, wanting to help me and cheering me up. And he came up with all those words of wisdom at all times, and it was so helpful. He had a wife and he had a family. That was not the thing. He was just a friend who was there to help me during my bad times. So it was good, you know, to have a friend. Like it's always good to have a friend. But remember, you have friends and friends. You have those people around you who encourage you to be down. I remember when for my last, my third husband, we went through a very lengthy and difficult divorce. And it was my idea to divorce. And he wanted to protest, protest all the way. But at that time, the friends I have, I was so negatively charged at that time. So I was seeking new people who were just as negative as I was. And we sat there and just drooled on the negativity (laughs) in our lives. And my life was getting worse and worse and worse because I had those so-called friends. But then I had... Someone appeared from my past, and he was an American songwriter, actually a very good one, very famous one. And he was one of those who suddenly wanted to help me, and he called me up all the time, cheering me up, saying positive things, and being there for me. He was a great person who suddenly wanted to help And I still, you know, have been in touch. But Eric, if you're out there, contact me. You know, I would love to talk with you because you were at a difficult time of mine. You were there for me. So, yes, there are so many opportunities in our lives when we can do something about our days to make them better days, and to make a difference in our lives. So, again, this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein. Since I came in so late, and we never kind of got the introduction, but I can be reached from my homepage, Body Soul Connection com, or SpeakingToYourHeart.com. These shows will also be posted on thisbodysoulconnection.com and speakingtoyourheart.com too, I hope, I think. 
So look at my archives on my home pages for more shows. And um, they go back like years and years and years. If you want to write to me, it's Helena Steiner Hornstein at DR for Dr. Helena, my first name, info, no dots, DR Helena info at yahoo.com. That's probably the best and safest email address. I have many more, but somehow they don't always function. But I've noticed the Yahoo one actually gets to me. And the bodysoulconnection.com homepage again. So keep in touch. I do healing. I do private consultation in, cons- in, in coaching and healing. More like a spiritual healing than a physical healing. And it works. One session is usually enough, but there are those who come back all the time because they like to have that recharge one time after the other. So now we're going to do the meditation like I always do at the end of all all programs. And we will start now. If you hear music, it's Stephen Halpern's beautiful spiritual meditation music. Stephen Halpern at Inner Music innerpeacemusic.com and the music CD we're using always if you hear it, if it comes through is Gifts of the Angels thank you again for listening to this show and again now begin to relax and relax and relax and close your eyes and know that within you There is a place of love and light, and that is the source within you. That is your higher self. That is the truth about you. And you take a deep breath and go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And now you imagine yourself far, far away in a place where you are safe. In fact, this time you have chosen to be in your very, very own paradise garden. Everything in this garden has been created in your own imagination and you are perfectly, perfectly safe in your garden. You are a spiritual being and you love being a spiritual being. You are so safe so perfectly safe where you are. You see flowers around you. You see trees. And to your surprise, all trees have flowers. Beautiful, beautiful flowers. And you breathe calmly, feeling so safe where you are. You know that within you 
in your chest area, you have your inner light. And that light shines throughout your body. And now we are making it rotate. And as it rotates, it rotates faster. And the energy of your inner self is increasing. And you are now getting more and more receptive. And you think to yourself, I am a shiny light. I shine. Yes, I shine. I shine within me. What is this light shining within me? That is the God light within you. That is what it means to be created in the image of God. unlimited love and light within you. And now you accept that this is so. And suddenly, in your imagination, you start to walk through your garden. With your hand, you touch flowers. Many flowers are big flowers. Some flowers are way down on the ground. And they cover the ground in some places. So it's all white. It is all yellow. It's all pink. And even purple. And suddenly, Where you look, it's all blue. Little blue bells totally covering the ground. You feel so rich, so fortunate. And you look around you. And it's all yours. Everything you see you have created in your own imagination. Yes, it is all there for you. You are rich within you. You have created something big and wonderful. You are a shiny light. A ray of light 
light is coming through the sky and down towards you. light is entering through the top of your head, making your thoughts stronger, making you stronger in your belief, believing in all the good things for you. And now you breathe in. And say to yourself, yes, I can. Yes, I will. I will start today to make a little improvement in my life. You feel so happy about you. You know who you are. You are a spiritual being. And you feel happier and happier about knowing how far you have come. You are telling your subconscious mind, yes, I can. I will do what is good for me. What is good for me is good for everyone. I will think positive thoughts. I will make sure I see the good opportunities first. make my home just a little bit more welcoming for me. I will pick a flower or a leaf and look at it for a while. And I will pick new leaves from the ground of colors. feel good about my life. I'm looking forward to finding new things in my life. And I'm looking forward to finding new friends. I'm looking forward to find that very good special friend. will smile more. I will smile at the world. I will smile at people. I will smile at animals. I will smile at my new day. will look at good memories. I will only remember the good memories. And no other memories have taught me a lesson 
and I'm grateful for that. I am so grateful for what I have and who I am. I would dress in clothes that look good on me. I would wear colors that make me happy. I would do it now. My time is now. I live today. I live now. I love my life now. love my life now. I know that I can make difference in my life. And I shall be looking forward to making a difference in my life. I shall really, really look forward to making a difference in my life. And now I take a deep breath and I go deeper into my being to a place of love and light. I'm into a oneness of love and light within me. I accept now there is a place of love and light and ease within me. I will make my life easy. Easy. Which means I will choose to be positive and I will accept that I am well, my body is well, my mind is relaxed, my thoughts are now going in a new positive direction. You are now back in your garden. You have been on a road of imagination. And you are now back in your beautiful paradise garden. You can visit this garden any time you so wish. It's there for you at all times. You can go into your garden and feel good about yourself. And now you take a deep, deep breath. And you have found a seat in your garden. And you sit down on this seat and feel stronger than ever before. Yes, my life is so full of new opportunities. I should start to be aware 
of these opportunities, all that for me. I feel good about me. I feel good about my life. And now, slowly, slowly, you're coming back to here and now. When I count to seven, you're going to open your eyes again. Number one. You feel safe now. You choose to feel safe and secure. And you choose to feel full of light and happy. One, two, three, four. Are you love the light within you? One, two, three, four, five. And six. And now, slowly, slowly, you're coming back to here and now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And you open your eyes and you stretch your body. You are so in harmony. And you're pleased about you, being you. And this is Helena Steiner Hornstein. Send me a little note at drhelenainfo at yahoo.com or go to my homepage bodysoulconnection.com It was so nice to meet with you again and I'm so sorry about the beginning. i see if I can adjust that about the little space at the beginning here. But hopefully all this has gone through now. Thank you so much from me. And now have a wonderful day today and a wonderful day tomorrow and have a wonderful life ahead of you. We make it that way, don't we? Thank you so very, very much.